Hello, I'm Abby, and this is Teach Medieval. On today's episode, I am incredibly excited to be welcoming Dr. James Ross. Hello, James. Hello. James is a reader of late medieval history at the University of Winchester. James is also the author of several superb texts, including Henry VI, A Good, Simple and Innocent Man, a book which has proved utterly invaluable to me in my teaching of the Wars of Roses, and an incredible biography of the fascinating John de Vere, 13th Earl of Oxford, the foremost man in the kingdom, which I just simply cannot recommend enough. Okay, so before we begin, I just want to make clear that this particular podcast is actually the first in a mini-series on the broader topic of Cade's Rebellion. The purpose of the full series of podcasts is to analyse and evaluate the causes and consequences of the civil unrest. We're going to look at why there was unrest in Kent. Then we'll have an episode on what role did the death of Suffolk play in triggering the rebellion. We'll also look at what key issues were put forward by Cade and his followers. Then on to how did Henry VI react to the rebellion. Then we'll consider how can Richard Duke of York be linked to the rebellion. And finally, we'll have a review which will assess if Cade's rebellion was a local display of national grievances, or was it just that Kent was particularly lawless at the time, and how much can we really blame Henry VI for the rebellion? So please do make sure you listen to the other episodes in order to get the full picture and complete your learning. So James, the topic for this first episode is the reasons for the unrest in Kent. So let's start with looking at how Kent had suffered as a result of the wars with France. Absolutely, yes. Um, just, I would actually also say, although Kent is the is the centre of the rebellion, it's something like 65% of the rebels, as far as we can tell, come from Kent. It's not just a Kentish rebellion. We have Sussex and Wiltshire and, and Essex, all the sort of the southeastern counties um, that... that, that um, Actually, a number of the factors that that really affect Kent affect them too. But it is worth pointing out it it isn't just Kent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Kent and and the surrounding areas that they're, they're really in the front line of the war with France, which of course from the fourteen fourteen forties begins to to take a bad turn. Although there's a period of peace when the war reopens in in the autumn of fourteen forty nine, there's you know there's a real problem. Um, uh, at least two Sussex towns have been burnt, um, Rye and Wint, you'll see. So, you you know, there's a, a sense of when the war is going is going wrong, Kent is going to be um, in the front line, as is, as is sort of the areas around it. Um, and Kent also, um, it, it suffers more than other counties from armies marching through it. They're heading off to Dover to, to cross over to, to Calais. Um, 
medieval armies not always hugely disciplined you've got to um you've got a quarter the the armies on the population so um there, there's sort of um factors like that there's a a sense that kent's having to do a lot more than than perhaps uh, other areas and it's in the front line as well when when things are going wrong and um, does the economic slump further aggravate those areas yeah absolutely um so you suddenly got a um you've got all sorts of economic problems and it's not just england there's a european slump here that's i think worth worth emphasizing um but um there's all sorts of problems with um uh, the slump in exports in the cloth trade in particular and quite a lot of that's to do with really inept diplomacy um but um huge decrease in cloth exports and that's a real problem for kent in the southeast because there's a a very high percentage of of wage laborers in the population and they're the people who are who are working on you know sort of turning wool into cloth and, and, and clothing and that that's a huge drop in that lots of unemployment lots of resentment of the you know the ineptitude of of, of, of sort of economic management and trade management um so I think that's a particular problem in in in, in the southeast. Um, there's also the issue of purveyance, which um, is when the royal household um, takes goods um, from um, the, the sort of surrounding areas, um, takes often without paying for it initially, and at a bargain basement rate, um, if it's ever paid it's you know it's it's a year or two later um you know, the, the the ordinary people haven't got their um you know their, their money's worth for what's been taken and it really affects the southeast because that's where the court mainly is um purveyance is really really unpopular and kent suffers and from it from it particularly so there's there's a number of economic factors that i think are making it you know quite tricky for for ordinary people there yeah, and I think you just touched on it, but what role do the King's Close advisors kind of have in this discontent? So there's a whole range of things here, I think. Um, certainly sort of, you know, the, the household um, and its expenses are hugely unpopular. I've already touched on the fact that there's some really inept diplomacy that's really aggravating the economic situation. And people are aware of this, I, I, I think. So in particular with, with Burgundy and the Low Countries, where um, most of the English sort of cloth trade and, and wool trade is going, um, trade is suspended. Um, English sort of pirates uh, t attack at the trading fleet um, of the Hanseatic League, sort of North German Baltic sort of um, league, and that leads to all sorts of trade reprisals. Um, but there's also a string of the king's sort of closest advisors who are very active in Kent um and um really quite unpopular. The, the most obvious is perhaps Lord Say who's treasurer of England, but a major Kentish landowner. Um, he's been quite aggressively building up his landed estate in Kent, you know, sort of exerting his dominance um, in the area. A lot of evidence of him um, putting pressure on at parliamentary elections for his men to sort of be, be elected. Um, some of the people um, connected to him, Stephen Slag, as sheriff in Kent um, the year before Cade's Rebellion, also really unpopular. Um, William Cromer, who is the sheriff at the time, was accused of extortion in, in sort of building up, in, in acquiring estates in, in, in Kent. So um, there's a lot of people um, around the king who um, the Kentishmen have 
particular beef with and, and indeed actually as i say people in sussex too um so there's a, there's a there's a lot of a lot of unpopular figures james thank you so much for that brilliant introduction to the unrest in kent we really appreciate it you're welcome so that's it i'll see you and james in the next episode which will break down the role played by the death of suffolk in triggering the rebellion i've been abby and this is teach medieval <laughs>